Hello, all my creatures of the night. It's the Fishnets and Phantoms podcast, a podcast on genre media and alternative music from a post-punk perspective with your host, Amy Shopes Rain. So, I missed a couple weeks due to some medical setbacks I had, and I have missed you. Hope you missed me. Well, I mean, a little. Anyways, what did you guys have to do for Halloween? I mean, I suppose there really wasn't much of anything this year because of COVID and everything. But, you know, hopefully everybody got up to some fun, spooky things at home. And maybe tried on costumes for Instagram or TikTok. Or something like that. Did you watch a lot of good movies? A lot of old movies that you haven't seen before? I know I caught up with some holes in my horror movie genre list. I finally got to see the Insidious franchise of movies with their spooky uh, Darth Maul ripoff. Um, uh, I don't know, main bad guy. I don't know what he was exactly. Kind of creeper of nightmares. Uh, those were pretty good. Um, I liked it better than I expected to. I had expected some pretty bad schlock, but it wasn't. It wasn't bad. I like the connection to the connection to the Ed and Lorraine Warren story. It's a little bit subtle in these because it hasn't um, become the big thing that it eventually becomes the big franchise. Um, but I thought that they did a good job of uh, making some sort of a kind of a new content, new world to play in, and um, didn't schlock it up, didn't make it overly humorous, but it still had a couple of humorous bits with with Elise's sidekicks, Specs and Tucker. Those guys are pretty funny, and they remind me of the old serial sort of sidekicks in maybe a uh, Vincent Price movie, or um, I don't know, one of those kind of serial universal movies where it's not supposed to give you big scares but just um kind of you know have the characters that'll go from movie to movie and keep the audience comfortable that the um world is still going to go on that there's going to be more spooky stories and there's going to be more adventures to come adventures in the works so anyways, yeah, I, I like them. I saw one, two, and three, I believe. Uh, I've still got to see four and five, I think it is. I don't know. Anyways, they were, they were pretty fun. I liked them. I would recommend them, but um, not to get, like... I mean, it's not like a Midsummer or a, a Hereditary. I mean, it's not something like that that's really going to blow your mind and make you think of the whole world in a new way. Um, it does have, like I said, though, it does have some pretty good jump scares, um, and the Darth Maul ripoff guy, um, jumping up behind the guy, the, uh, protagonist at that one point, that's pretty creepy, but, you know, a jump scare is a jump scare, and it's, you know, kind of got a limited scare factor, kind of the ability to call him the Darth Maul ripoff guy right there is, uh, takes away his, takes away his terror, um, pretty immediately. That said, I mean, with all the guff that people give them, James Wan and Bloomhouse generally do a pretty competent job. I mean, okay, yeah, The Nun was pretty bad, but <laughs> they're still better than a lot of horror content that you see out there, and they definitely have 
high-value production ethics. There's some beautiful monsters, some beautiful uh, makeup work, uh, some story ideas, some concepts that could fly a bit higher than um, they push them to, but that's for the, the audience's imagination, I guess. So, you know, when you're bored, um, take a look at that franchise if you want. Um, the Ed and Lorraine War Warner um, franchise, The Conjuring, etc., is also pretty good. I think that I like the Insidious ones a bit better, but it's been a long time since I've seen The Conjuring ones. I highly recommend picking up some of Ed, Ed uh, Warren's books and reading them um, with, with a, you know, grain or, you know, bag of salt, because, I mean, obviously he's in it to sell more books, and he's going to sell the stories of what he's possibly experiencing and what some people accuse him of taking advantage of people who believe in the various... Oh, the various spooks. Uh, just as I said that, of course, a um, piece of aluminum foil fell off the counter. <laughs> so, you know, that's, uh, I do believe in spooks. I do believe in spooks. But anyways, um, yeah, pick up some of the Ed Lorraine books and at your local library or cheaply at a used um, bookstore like Half Price Books and uh, give, them a, give them a read and see what you think. Uh, like I said, he has been accused of um, abusing people's trust, especially in the cases of the Amityville Horror and some other things like that. But I mean, according to him and his wife, they fully and totally believe everything that they have said and experienced. And who am I to say? I mean, heck, I'm religious. You know, I believe in... And uh, a lot of people do. And it's an interesting pursuit to go out and check out what other people believe, and especially somebody that is as renowned as the Warrens in this field and have uh, had their lives made into film franchises, etc., etc. So what have you guys seen over your Halloween time? Uh, about you get on the Facebook page and write out what you what you guys saw, what you guys experienced for this spooky but isolated time of the year. Uh, I would love to hear recommendations, especially little-known movies, things that I might not have seen, things that have slipped under the radar. Uh, that would be great to hear. I know that I am really interested in seeing Mad Love with Peter Lorre, um, it was just featured on Stuff Stuff to Blow Your Mind podcast, and I believe that's on um, iHeart iHeart Radio. Is that yeah, iHeart Radio? Uh, it's a fam part of a family of podcasts that are all stuff to something, something, something. Anyways, uh, the I want <laughs> I must have write up, but um, I don't know the report that they did on the movie makes it sound fascinating, and Peter Lorre is one of my all-time favorites. Um, maybe I'll do a podcast uh, on... Uh, yeah, maybe that's, that would be fun. Um, do some podcasts on the lives of various film stars that have influenced the genre. And, uh, yeah, okay, cool. 
definitely a good idea. So, um, when I was off for the couple weeks, I did not have the Rona, just in case you're wondering about that. Um, thank God I didn't have coronavirus, and I hope that I and I hope that none of my listeners and their families are touched by this evil plague. Hmm. You know, it's weird that we're living in a legit plague times. I don't really think about it like that, but I guess, I don't know, I guess it's technically close. Uh, maybe, maybe, I know the plague isn't like, it's actually the bubonic plague, so maybe that's not the scientific wording for what uh, coronavirus is, but yeah, it's not very far off. You think that uh, you, that us horror and sci-fi fans should be doing pretty good at dealing with all this um, bizarre and trying information and uh, uh, the different things that we have to put, the different protocols we have to put in place to keep ourselves and our families safe, but you know, even though we've uh, experienced this and everything from Doctor Who to video games, um, we have seen this plot roll out many times, but however, it's still disturbing and horrific as we all lose family and friends for any reason, really. So hopefully everybody's safe and healthy and wearing some cute masks. I mean, that's the good part of it, especially with like Japan and Asia having gone through things like this. Uh, they are experts at design, and they have put out a lot of like really cool masks over the years. So you can pick up some pretty neat stuff or design your own. So it kind of gives us another costume um, everyday wear uh, outlet to use in our daily lives. Okay, let's move on to the news of the miscellany. According to ScienceAlert.com, the great fox spider, Elopcasa fabrilis, uh, was found alive and creeping on an underdeveloped area of a military installation in Surrey, England. The spider species, who is a robust two inches long and furry, was thought to be extinct since 1993 in England. The great fox spider is a form of wolf spider, and those kinds of spiders hunt rather than building webs. So it's harder for entomologists and arachnologists, I believe is the term for spider... spider studiers? <laughs> spider um, experts uh, to find. So they haven't um, been sighted in England for 27 years. However, they also live on the coast of uh, Europe. Um, so they're not exactly completely gone um, even before this, but they are definitely very endangered. But they're a pretty cool um, looking spider. They're um, gray with like brown spots and intricate patterns on their backs. You know, that makes me think. I was wondering, has anyone out there taken samples of the different beautiful patterns on the backs of spiders and um, other, other things like worms and butterflies and various other natural species? and made them into fabric patterns. Because I can imagine there's some incredible 
designs out there. I mean, whenever I look at a spider, I'm always amazed at the amazing designs on their backs. And the designs of butterfly wings, of course, are incredibly beautiful. Also, butterflies, moths, uh, caterpillars, everything. So, yeah, uh, somebody out there steal this idea. Somebody out there steal this idea and send me some if you make it, if you do uh, make this um, cloth pattern, because I think it would be... I think it'd be something the world really needs right now. Speaking of things the world reads right, <laughs> the world reads, the world needs right now, um, the incredible movie *The Dead Don't Die* is now on HBO Max. So if you have HBO Max, it is free for you to watch over and over and over again if you like, and you should because it's. <laughs> I don't know. I went on about this on my end of the year podcast uh, last year, but uh, it's a Jim Jarmusch movie and um, it stars Bill Murray and Adam Driver. It's um, it's not very long. It's uh, a short. It's not really like a, a mock, mocking mock fam, uh, zombie movie, but it. It kind of is, and then the incredibly dry sense of humor that Jim Jarmusch movies have. And so, I don't know, it stars Bill Murray, uh, Adam Driver, and Chloe Svegney, and it has many appearances by Jim Jarmusch's incredibly large stable of performers, which I'm guessing are mainly his friends from New York, um, New York City, and eh, probably a little bit of Hollywood. Um, some highlights are, uh, RZA, uh, from Wu-Tang Clan, and, uh, Carol Kane, uh, Tom Waits is amazing in it. He's, he, he's, um, kind of the sense of reason through the whole thing. And, uh, look for Tilda Swinton as the quirky and amazing Scottish undertaker. She's, I don't know, I think she's my favorite part of the movie. But, yeah, it's got a lot, a lot of great scenes that are meta in it, where Adam Driver and Bill Murray are talking, and they just basically start talking about reading the script and different things like that, and, but then just seamlessly go into the rest of the movie and, I don't know, I just I just love stuff like that. I think maybe because I was a film student for a short time and hung out with film students. But pick it, you know, take a look at it. I was going to say pick it up, but you don't have to. And very few things are picked up these days. <laughs> but, yeah, um, take a look at it. And uh, I think you'll like it. It's a lot of fun. Jarmusch movies, warning again, are not for everyone. They are slow and odd. And their humor is so dry that it can be missed. However, once you get it, you get it. And you love him. Um, check out Dead Man and Ghost Dog, as well as many more movies that he has out. Um, Coffee and Cigarettes is a great one uh, with members of the Wu-Tang Clan and Bill Murray talking. So it's, uh, it's some good stuff, man. So, uh, some sad news. Um, the co-creator of Scooby-Doo, Ken Spears, passed away at the age of 82, uh, according to Variety. He succumbed to Lou's body dementia, 
he created Scooby-Doo with Joe Ruby in 1969. Joe Ruby also passed this year because it's 2020, and um, he passed in August, and he was age 87. The pair created Dynamut and Jabberjaw, and uh, these were all for Hanna-Barbera at CBS. So it's a sad, uh, sad goodbye to Ken Spurs and Joe Ruby. However, they got to live nice long lives, and they gave the world a lot of fun. I mean, Scooby-Doo is silly, but it's a lot of fun. And, you know, I think that we all have good memories of watching Scooby-Doo eating graham crackers and waiting for mom to finish dinner or something like that. Okay, and some more news of the miscellany. CNN reports that a beach ball-sized jellyfish was sighted on the coast of South Carolina near Myrtle Beach. It was 25 miles north of Myrtle Beach, actually. The uh, water life... Um, yeah, sea life <laughs> experts identified it as an Australian spotted jellyfish, which they have also found in the Gulf of Mexico. Though it seems a bit far from its uh, home. I suppose that's just kind of how life is. It just hangs onto a boat somewhere or gets into a uh, ballast tank, and all of a sudden it's, it is now the um, South Carolina jellyfish. But it was uh, about 17 inches in diameter, they think. Uh, they weren't able to measure it precisely because there was nothing on the photograph to compare size with. But it, uh, it's a big jellyfish, and I wouldn't want to get stung or wrapped up by that, <laughs> to be sure. Also, CBS News has reported that they have discovered a bizarre hell planet, quote-unquote, that rains rocks and has oceans of lava. The planet is K2141b. The planet, which, like our solar systems Venus and Mercury, is very close to its sun, also has winds that blow at supersonic speeds. So I don't think we're going to be doing a settlement there anytime soon. Finally, a reminder from the RSPCA and the um, ASPCA. Yeah, um, that when you dispose of your disposable masks, please remember to cut the elastic ear loops. With the mandates across the world that people wear personal protective equipment, there has been an ex exponential increase in garbage containing plastic ear, ear loops on face masks, and wildlife has been becoming entangled in them and dying in great amounts. Uh, it is contributing to a lot of suffering around the world of non-human animals. And, you know, as horror aficionados, we know that unnecessary suffering is not a good thing. And, hey, if we can give something a chance that doesn't usually have a chance, might as well do it, man. I'm going to read you some poetry. It is a sonnet entitled Bestet by Amy Schofsrain. Bestet. Do you see her? Her eyes ablaze. With their secret promise, she winds between the red curtains. Silent, steady, on her way to unknown lands. 
we mortals only know as fair. Though fools as we are, and our vision poor, we believe what is, is, all as is here. Listen carefully, and you might hear her footfall soft, fading away. Once there, now gone, as eyelids fall, the night it pours into your turgid dream. Liquid tones, red as macabre music, from a passing fair outside a cold gray pain. You know it, too. As you rise and from your sleep step into the dark gray night she leads you through, she's there. No longer low and lean, but passing fair. Calliope wins her muse's voice. And there for you, no more today. Only red and twice forgotten tales. Images, they pour, glistening. They glide, erasing this poor fool's land. Her dark hand she gives gently to you as her deep vermilion eyes gleam. Red sparks of lust blaze as she wheels you round. Here there is no thing, no stay, no bounds. There music pulls you through the stratosphere, but soon overturned. Your dreams, no longer fair, it f swells with love into nightmare. Lament, you poor dumb beast, as she shows what it that they are. Cower and cringe, for she and they, no two wits care about our simian rules, for here lie things that you and I never read. And to her, your lifeblood is only red. Her feline hunter's eyes, no longer fair, you dread, you pray, to gods too close to hear. Now, man, you learn quite fully our poor benighted state, fell ignorance and pride unto this world lay rules, only ours, not theirs. Waking, you hear her breath, there, next to you, as red dawn pours over her people fair. Well, that's a sonnet for Halloween. I hope you like this edition of Fishnets and Phantoms. I hope you like the poem. Please respond to Facebook page and group. I would love to hear from all of you. And please put down any ideas you have for interesting content. If you're interested in doing a segment or an interview, all right, you take care and stay healthy out there. Remember to cut the strings on your masks. All right, you all take care.